Hey y'all, it's your girl Keith of Kentucky and you're tuned into this week's episode of So There's That Podcast. She's here, she's on time, I want my flowers. And I'm gonna remind y'all every time I have an episode that I you know, give y'all a bi-weekly situation, a weekly situation that it could be much worse and I want my flowers. <laughs> so I'm happy to be back. Thank you so much for tuning in, pressing play, sharing, liking, um, the social media and shit that I sometimes keep up with and sometimes don't. Thank y'all for putting up with my bullshit, me and all of my bullshit. Uh, I really do appreciate you guys here to have a conversation with y'all. But first, I hope you guys are all doing well. We just came off of Valentine's Day. So whether or not you're a lover or a loner, I hope you felt some form of love that hopefully wasn't rose petals all over your floor. It's just me. I know it. Um, A lot of the girls and guys probably feel like that's a very romantic gesture and I don't uh, see it on the floor. I immediately want to get a broom and get this shit off of my floor, please. Immediately, I want it gone. <laughs> like I saw Cardi B, this like Ari, the girl that was with G Herbo, but now she's with Money Bag Yo. And they got shit ton of roses and shit everywhere. And I'm just, I'm, you know, whether or not you have carpet or wood floors, it feels real messy. Cause you know, rose petals, you know, they have the, the red dye in it and you, you know, I, I'm, it's me being picky and probably having some anxiety about that, but it's not for me. I'm, I'm into big gestures. I married a Leo, so I know. I get it. I, I totally get it. Just don't do that. I don't want that. That's giving me anxiety. And I, yeah, moving on. <laughs> so however you celebrated love yesterday, I hope you genuinely felt some, some love. Uh, I think there's something going on. There's a full moon tonight. I'm not your local astrologer. Um, I just be paying attention to shit. And right now it's like a big funk going on, but at least between me and my group chat, like all of us is going through some form of the bullshit. And uh, I'm sending good vibes to everybody that is dealing with whatever they're dealing with. And I hope you find health, wealth, and some sense of clarity, you know? Um, It's only the top of the year. It's already been a lot of bullshit and I don't know. And speaking of bullshit, we're going to talk a little bit about Kanye West. And I want to be super clear that I'm not here to be a jokey joke about this man um, or make fun of this issues. I am actually, (laughs) just as I said, I wasn't going to make it. I'm laughing out of awkwardness, I suppose. Because how dare Kanye West put me in a position, I feel like I've said this before too, put me in a position to defend Kim Kardashian and and intimately too. Like I'm, I'm really hoping for the welfare of Kim and her family to be, you know, good. Something, something is not right and I don't like it and I don't want none of this shit to be normalized. So before we get into what the fuck Kanye West been up to for maybe the past two weeks, all of Black History Month, um, which I'm feeling like we might as well just go ahead and reschedule. Let's let's simmer down and uh, bring this shit, uh, maybe Juneteenth, right? We got Juneteenth. We need a full 30 anyways. Um, I think we need to go ahead and do that because Kanye West alone has just made Black History Month so hard to endure. And we're only 16 days in, and it's my birthday month. I am really, 
hoping that we can just make it through because Pisces season is coming. So we know everybody about to be in their emotions and I just can't take no more. So y'all pray for me. Y'all pray for us. Okay. Kanye West has been with Kim Kardashian for almost 10 years and I did not realize that. It feels like it's been such a whirlwind from start to finish that I didn't even, in in the sense of time, didn't realize they've been together for a decade or almost together. They got together in December 2012 is when they started dating and then they ended up getting pregnant with North, Queen North, of course. They did not get married until two years afterwards in May of 2014. And they have been together ever since, up until um, around, um, what is it, June 2020, when Kanye West decided he wanted to run for president. And that's when shit started getting shaky. And I don't know if Kim felt like she signed up for this particular shit on this particular day in 2020. Like, I'm certain that there were some kind of conversations that happened prior to him making this public, but knowing... Kanye West and the Gemini that he is not certain if that conversation might have even <laughs> I don't know if it happened I don't I don't I'm not sure but something in Kim was like I don't know how I feel about this and the fact that you know Kim was kind of doing like some business oriented shit with Donald Trump for the benefit of like um what was she doing? She, you know, she's trying to be like a lawyer, she's trying to get her legally blind shit on, but she was using her celebrity in a sense of kind of making certain changes on, you know, innocent black people, black and brown people being locked up, which was a cool thing for Kim. It, it was a good look for her. And if she was genuine and sincere in her efforts, then good for her. But that's how she was kind of manipulating her relationship with Donald Trump while Kanye West was kind of taking it to another fucking level, almost disrespectful <laughs> with the support. That conversation regarding Donald Trump is always, it's, uh, we don't ever want to talk about what we endured from 2017 to 2020, but we also are coming to terms that all politicians are full of shit. And, you know, maybe Donald was just a more blunt and transparent piece of shit. So moving on from that 2020 was pretty much the downfall of Kim and Kanye West um I'm pretty sure Kanye released an album at some point um the one that was pretty much saying I'm bipolar but don't judge me I don't y'all look it up I, I probably listened to a few songs it was actually very reminiscent and had some songs that were old Kanye reminiscent but I did it's not replay value or anything I will roll back um, for me, it's late registration. Mm. For me with Kanye West, it is my beautiful, dark, twisted nightmare fantasy. Ooh, y'all gonna get me for that. Y'all know what fucking album I'm talking about. Leave me alone. I'm feeling some type of way about Kanye West and I might be repressing memories about him just right now. So don't judge me if I didn't get that album right. But from that album and uh, before... That's all Kanye West's gold. You know what I'm saying? Anything after that album, fuck that. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh. So, anyways, moving on. <laughs> the, the, the turning point was all that. And so he released that album and kind of, you know, was releasing little things about 
Kim. And I think at some point he had admitted that he cheated on her and one of the songs and it got a little crazy. And I think at some point Kim was like, nah, fuck all this, bro. Like I'm really trying. I'm really trying. Like they have four kids together. They got the whole books of the Bibles as children. They got North. Did I say they got North Chicago, Psalm, and Saint? Okay, so they have a tribe to you know raise up, and I think they're trying to do the best that they can. But Kim at this point is like, you know what? I am actually still fine. I am goal oriented. I'm a fucking billionaire, and I'm tired, mm. and I have more cultures to. Um, vulture on so you know what i'm saying like i don't need this shit i don't need this from you kanye and so she decided in january 2021 that you know some publications got a hold of the fact that kim was in fact done with her relationship with kanye west and in february of 2021 kim filed for divorce um from kanye west and during this time since that time frame Kanye West has been seen with multiple bitches. Like, it didn't seem like it hurt him too much. And most recently, he's been out and about with this Julia Fox girl who seems to be living for the clout and enjoying the spotlight and being known to be the girl that Kanye West was fucking on. Like, <laughs> but now, suddenly, it appears out of nowhere that Kanye West is literally verbally harassing Pete Davidson, who is a uh, sketch artist off of Saturday Night Night Live and a comedian and an actor, right? And Kim's been getting her little, you know, going out on dates and, you know, doing what she do, like having fun and trying to rediscover whatever the fuck she's trying to rediscover, right? Just being single, because she, she, again, she said in February of last year, a year ago, that she's done with this shit. So it's only been recently, I want to say November of 2021, that she started getting spotted around town with uh, Pete and going out on dates with Pete. So people are putting two and two together about their relationship. And it seems like without being on record, but on record that they are a thing. And Kanye West is feeling some type of way about it. So in the last two weeks or so, he's been... uh using his Instagram in order to tell us, the people who did not ask to be involved in any of this, <laughs> about the tumultuous relationship between Kim and his disdain for Pete Davidson. Even going as far as, you know, threatening Kim on a track that he just released. I don't know, cause I didn't listen to it. Um, but if you go on Shade Room today and just maybe do a quick scroll, you will see several posts that Kanye West um, has posted um, kind of asking for the public to shame Pete Davidson, calling him Skeet Davidson. So we'll go laugh. Um, <laughs> Skeet Davidson, Kanye, for what? That is so, so mean. But he is displaying his hate for this man that literally is probably like this is so cool i get to date kim kardashian now let me be clear the girls say the girls say that pete <laughs> pete is pete is peating pete pete peter piper picked a peck <laughs> that's what the girls say <laughs> 
Ariana has said it. I don't, I don't, I don't want to know, but that's what the girl said. Peter Piper picked a pep, a pip of pepper, <laughs> a pack of pip of, <laughs> okay, I'm done. But that's what the girls say. And so maybe he got a good, uh, a good personality on top of the, maybe he got personality penis. I don't know. She sees something in him. He looks like he needs, um, and the moms would understand this. Y'all know when you have a baby and the baby has jaundice and you have to put the baby underneath one of the special lights. That's what Pete. Um, I didn't. Okay, so she's with Pete. <laughs> but Kanye West is making this so uneasy to deal with. Like he, it's constant. I don't, I could go on his IG page right now, but y'all see it. And, you, and here's the thing, here's the issue that I have with this. I don't mind him fighting for his family. This is what he's claiming he's doing. There are other ways to do this, especially if we're coming off the backs of you being complaining about North being on TikTok. And I honestly think he just didn't want her to be on TikTok because she don't want to watch how millennials and Gen Z run his ass up for what he's doing right now to her mother. Like get this, get North off TikTok because I'm about to act crazy and I don't want nobody putting no spotlight on me because he is getting wrecked. There's lots of think pieces about Kanye West right now, lots of opinions. And because he opened up the door for us to give that because you're acting, you're being crazy, Kanye. You're being, you, uh, okay, like what is going on? You know what? The we've we've noticed this behavior from Kanye for a while but for me when it got a little shaky is when he disrespected Kid Cudi um I don't like that and and yes well Keitha why would you say that that was your point just because it is I love Kid Cudi and Kid Cudi has been through so much stuff since he's become a public figure hip-hop artist exceptional hummer that and if you know his story he was a drug addict like th there was an album that i was so scared i, I can't remember what it's called because i didn't listen to it because i felt like i was just gonna cry my eyes out where i feel like it was basically like about his thoughts about suicide and so he's had like a very rough time and i think only in recent years that he has regained sobriety and, and been able to be happy. And so for somebody that has been your mentor, one of Kanye West's posts was basically saying, Kid Cudi, I don't like you. I'm taking you off of Donna too um, because you fuck with Pete Davidson. And I can only imagine when you have somebody that you look up to or that is a brother or a family to do that to you on such a public stage, like, fuck you, bro. Like, that's when I was like, okay, Kanye, what, what is this? Like I told y'all, the Gen Z and millennials of TikTok are telling me they feel like all of this is a conspiracy surrounding Donda too. But I don't know. Maybe he's just this crazy. What I don't want to happen is for this to be normalized. I don't want us, somebody needs to stop Kanye at this point. He is harassing this lady. He is basically calling upon violence to Pete Davidson. He is, um, it's kind of hard to watch actually. I've joked and it's, this is super hard to watch. It's a Lifetime movie. It, in the Lifetime movies, if you watch them like I've watched them, you know the outcome is never 
great. It's not going to be good. And I feel like somebody, if anybody loves Kanye West they, the way they say they do and they're not using him and they're not trying to gain off of him, they really sit down and look at this motherfucker and say, dog, you need to log the fuck out right now. Sit down somewhere. Shut the fuck up. Um, but right now, he's... I don't know. Is it consumerism? I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. I really want him to get well. But first and foremost, leave Kim the fuck alone. I never thought I would say that. But leave Kim the fuck alone. Let her live her life. Let her take care of her kids. Be a good co-parent. Stop blasting all of y'all's issues onto social media. We do not fucking care. And what the fuck are we going to do? What What is my broke ass going to do for two billionaires? I'll go tell a lawyer, friend. Leave us out of this shit. I'm so over it. Um, again, shout out to Kim. Like, why would you put me in this position? Why would you do this to me, Kanye? Again, like, I'm sincerely scared for, for Kim. And I feel like she's dealing with all of this shit well, given all the shit that she has to deal with. But... Like you can, you could just, you could just chill out for a minute, Kanye. Like I don't understand. Somebody get to him right away and just tell him to stop. I know he has a Netflix series or documentary coming out, but who gives a shit? And like, why? I don't think it's worth it. Like if this is to promote or is this, uh, you know, some PR stunt situation, I don't, I just don't feel like it's worth it. If we're talking about bringing the conversation back to North being on TikTok and her exposure to certain bullshit, do you not think that she gonna turn 15, 16 years old and not be able to see all this shit? Um, hmm. I don't know. And I was having a conversation with some friends about North being on TikTok and like, who cares? Why was that even opened up for people that's like, I don't think she should be on TikTok. Who gives a damn? Who gives a damn? <laughs> you let your child watch Coco Melon five times in a row every day. All that's different. Okay, whatever. Everybody's got a different like situation and you know what they their boundaries are for their children. Let them boundarize the way they fucking want to boundarize. Keep us out of it. That's it. I don't want to be in it. I don't want to do this. It's hard enough re- raising the three I have. I don't want. I don't want extra. I don't want to have to think about North Saint, Chicago, and Psalm two on top of the three that I got. Absolutely not. I don't want an opinion piece on that. Moving on, Kanye West needs to get it together. And that's that's that and that's all. I want to talk about, I feel like I should take a break here because I'm not certain that, (laughs) I'm not certain I'm going to have enough time to say all the things I want to say. So we're going to take a break here and we'll be right back. Okay, so y'all, we're back. And let me be clear with y'all. Very honest. want to let y'all know I don't care about the Super Bowl, but I do care about the halftime show. But for the people who do watch sports and shit and big-ass dudes on the field busting up in each other and uh, giving each other brain injuries and shit, uh, I guess the Rams did win with 23-20 to against the Bengals. This is really crazy to me because when I be pretending to care about it, I feel like I always see the Patriots, so I'm not sure what happened. I'm actually married into the Cowboys family, which I know is very uncool to admit out loud, 
but that just is the way it is here in my household and I'm, I'm gonna stick beside them. So yeah, that is my rough overview of the Super Bowl. Did not care. I do care about Odell Beckham, but not for the same reason y'all probably do. So anyways, the halftime show was amazing. Um, as someone who is an 88 baby, about to be 34 this month, all of the people that was on this card to perform are in my childhood and have very vivid memories around their music. So I was excited to see Dr. Dre, even though he's problematic and Snoop Dogg also was a problematic, you know, with, you know, exception to Mary J. Blige and Kendrick Lamar. It was a problematic lineup, but the people are saying that cancel culture doesn't even exist. So it, it is what it is. Uh, <laughs> so Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, Mary J. Blige, Eminem, 50 Cent, Kendrick Lamar to give the Gen Z something they deserve. That was for y'all. Um, but I enjoy Kendrick Lamar. I think I've said multiple times that Good Kid, Bad City, exceptional album, deserves to be a movie, deserves to be a, a musical, deserves all the high praise that it's ever deserved. I'm still mad at the whole Macklemore Grammy situation. Fuck y'all. <laughs> I just felt like it deserved all the praise. And I hope Kendrick Lamar knows that. And so it was good to see him on stage and seeing uh, Fatima Robin Robinson uh, do the choreography for for the show and there was a lot of people like in between whether or not they liked it or not but from the people that I saw that did not like it there was a very specific factor surrounding that <laughs> so <laughs> we're not going to talk about that in Black History Month we've already got enough shit going on I already told y'all we're moving it to June but I enjoyed it the set was dope to me I understood the assignment what they were trying to convey to us I thought it was cute that Eminem got on one knee and a lot of people were confused about that and even trying to big him up as this social activist and I want you to calm down calm down calm down um it wasn't that deep but I do appreciate all of the artists for actively going against all the the policy and uh things that the NFL told them absolutely not to do and they did that shit. So I I love the rebel of <laughs> the rebellion of of it all. Um Mary J Blige looking good. Like I actually had to get into, you know, I had to walk away from a conversation in the office because one somebody I work with was talking about I think Mary J Blige should have covered up and I damn near wanted to punch him in the face but y'all knew y'all know what I you know I had to walk away from that conversation because I was like who the fuck are you talking to and why are you talking about my auntie like this because I don't understand why you got the issue because did you see those thighs did you what are you talking about first of all people who had a problem with the halftime show one you're not of the era you probably don't even write it to, to <laughs> why are you even talking just sit down enjoy the show if you gotta go take a shit during the halftime show go do that but don't sit up here and try to speak upon shit that you don't know about you should have just been enjoying and trying to attempt to do a crip walk like the rest of america why are you doing this why you gotta be so why don't I don't understand. I enjoyed it. I loved it. Um, I didn't know Dr. Dre could play piano. 
I saw Snoop Dogg was smoking before, and I think it was a troll account on Twitter that was like, oh, I never would be a fan if I knew. Bitch, shut up. If you ain't know that Snoop been a pothead since before this shit was legal and shit, and very open and honest about it. So I feel like that was a troll account, because no way. There's absolutely no way you couldn't have known that, that main fact about Snoop Dogg. Like, there's a lot of things we could say about Snoop. Um, him smoking weed is absolutely top five conversation starters regarding Snoop Dogg. <laughs> Anyways, um, what else? Is there anything else? 50 Cent? Oh, <laughs> do y'all really want to give it 50 Cent an internet hug for being body shamed? Curtis? Curtis, the the, the internet bully himself, Curtis, the one that's still going after Tierra Marie and her funky way of spelling Tierra Marie and her money, her loving hip hop coin. That's the man y'all want to defend because he got a little dad by going on. Is that, is, is this, we got enough things to address, take care of. And, and, and taking up for Curtis Jackson, is not one of those things should be tr the top priority for you. Leave him alone. Let it go. He's okay. He's thinking about he's thinking about who to terrorize next. That's what he's thinking about. Fifty Cent, and I enjoy Fifty from time to time. He is funny sometimes. He takes it too far and he does too fucking much for me to be as old and in his big age as he is. He just does too much. I do and do enjoy now the stars situation i do enjoy how he didn't took over stars but i'm not going to rally behind people um that want to defend him because he got a little chubby since he last released it and we're like oh we all were fat and well we were all skinny back when in the club was really shut up shut up he's fat now he's fat i don't care he's fat now he shouldn't have been well you know what? That was like well, what a, a, one of the um, the things that I saw people were talking about. It's like, oh, they're all old. They're running out of breath. Bitch, they all 40 and 50 years old. They are 40-somethings. They're not fresh 40s. They're late 40s, mid 50s, almost 60. I'm pretty sure Dr. Dre, I could Google it right now. Do I care? No. Um, I'm pretty sure Dr. Dre is edging on 50, 60 if he is not close already. So, like, you have to realize, like, let's be real here. You're not going to see everybody at this age doing that type of shit. Like, 50 Cent got up on a pull-up bar and was wrapping upside down. It's a struggle for me at 30. It was probably a struggle for me at, like, 24. I'm not ragging him on that, but the G-Unit, <laughs> the G-Unit tank top, mm, babe, I wish you would have reconsidered that but I know you was trying to give us a vision you was trying to set us back until when you first had did that so I appreciated it you know what I'm saying I get it um it was a good halftime show I enjoyed it I liked it um let's move on let's move on from this I want to talk real quickly and very shortly about penis gate of 2022 for some odd reason in one week we were violated with the penises of Nelly, Lufus, and there was an outage too. Like, I don't even know if I want to say this, but if y'all know the rapper, Isaiah Rashad, 
somebody put his sex tape online and within the sex tape he may or may not have been messing with the same sex but did nobody know that about him and so he was out i am totally against that I'm just mentioning that so you guys know. You probably don't even know who Isaiah Rashad is. He is on T, uh, TDE. He's a hip-hop artist. I suggest you go check out his music. My friend Will put me on, and I have been trying to keep up with him ever since. But let's, let's Nelly and Lofus. Um, It seems to be a lot of size queens. <laughs> it seems to be a lot of size queens out there that have their own opinions about what they witnessed. And uh, I just felt violated. I didn't want to see that. Um, It did from the younger me kind of fucked with, but was I really even a Nelly or Fizz fan to begin with to have those type of thoughts about either one of them? Nah, I was more so like a J-Bug Murphy Lee girl. So it didn't bother me much, but the girls had a lot of slut shaming going on on Twitter, which I actually appreciated. I love a moment when the women get to um, talk shit about men. (laughs) I just do. I find it. uh, I like it because the men are actually really sensitive, but they sit they sit on their social media all day long telling us how we should be, how we should look how we should dress, this is why they don't like us, specifically us as black women. So I, I, you know, I don't partake, but I enjoy watching. I enjoy watching it go down when it does. I just, I'm a bystander in all of this. <laughs> but apparently like people had their feelings about their appendages and I just, I don't know. For a... Uh, I'm trying to do this in a way that's not shamey, but Little Fizz's was quite appalling. I didn't know how to feel about that. I didn't, I, like I said, end of the day, I felt violated by this display. And I really want the men, the celebrity men specifically, to be a little bit more careful about when they're about to post something to their close friends and to really pay attention to their thumbs as they're hitting that button before it is released. And why is y'all, what is this? Is this a thing? Is this a thing that we're sharing like sex stuff to our close friends? Now, listen, like, do you... But I feel like just get a only. I think that's where little fizzes was was only fans. But who was paying for that? <laughs> who was paying for that? And you know, I felt so. Again, like I felt a little bamboozled when it came to little fizz. Because y'all remember that was a picture that came that was out like not too long ago. I think when he was messing with April. And there's a picture of him in the kitchen. And it just, you know, it felt, it felt like, it did feel like a bamboozle situation. Look, I don't want to dive deep. I just want the men to think about um, not doing this anymore. Like, keep, mm, it's not fun anymore. And (laughs) moving on. What shows are you guys watching? So for me, I am watching really bad love reality tv right now the two things i want to talk about right now this this season of married at first sight and love is blind which was just released on netflix now you can catch married at first sight 
on Lifetime. However, um, the, these last seasons in particular, Married at First Sight has just been on a tailspin of of bullshit, honestly. Um, shout out to Woody and Amani, um, my favorite Married at First Sight couple thus far, I think, in, in life. Um, they were married at first sight in New Orleans, right? And from from the jump, they are the, if you pay attention to Love is Blind, they are the Cameron and Lauren of married at first sight, except for like they're the black love couple. We got a little interracial love on Love is Blind. Where it seemed from the gate at the altar that these two people were just made for each other. And that is like a rare spark situation i think we keep on trying to watch these seasons of these shows where the, they put these two people together and expect shit to work out we want to keep seeing more woody and amani and more cameron and and lauren and i think that's just special i don't think we're gonna get that every season but married at first sight is really pissing me off like because i feel like the premise to let y'all know married at first sight these people these singles uh, you know, mid twenties, mid thirties individuals that go on the show and they sign up to be married to someone they've never met before. And there's a possibility, always a small possibility. You might've met this person or, you know, been in the same spaces as them because it's usually in the same, um, city. You guys are in the same city, but they marry them and then they send them on a honeymoon and then you live life for what is it i think married at first sight is six months and then you have a decision day where you decide whether or not you want to remain married or if you want to get divorced so the last two seasons that took place in atlanta in houston texas terrible i don't even think to this day there is a couple that outlasted the season like when you go back to New Orleans, you have at least, I think there's three couples that made it out alive from that. And they usually get about five couples, five or six couples to round out the cast. And you get to follow them as the audience and find out how they maneuver through the complications and sometimes that you can have in marriage and when you're trying to figure things out and when you're trying to work through your differences with each other. And I think New Orleans did a really great job of showcasing that without it being too much for TV. They're trying to garner like an audience and off of drama. Like that was the last genuine season we got. Like, and then that, I don't know, the producers, the writers and the creators and experts and shit's like, we need to take it up another motherfucking level. I don't know why I did that voice, but we need to take it up a level. <laughs> we need to bring in the fucking drama. So I, I feel like behind the scenes, and I'm still talking about Married at First Sight, is that they're like, we're going to put two opposite motherfuckers together and see how this shit plays out for an entire season. Are we going to look at one of the absolute do nots on this one's list and make sure that this person has that do not? Like, I don't understand. Like, and I get it. It's, it's TV, right? Like, but when we've seen so many good couples like come out of this experiment, it sucks that they're now going this way. Like, there's a guy. I don't want to ruin it for any of you guys, but I'll just give you a rough overview. So now this current season is Boston and the couples look good. We got two black couples and then we have, you know, like a Asian American couple, I believe. I think they're both Asian American and then two white couples, right? So there's one guy in particular, like from jump, like they didn't get along, but this girl is, She's like stringing him alone and 
I don't say this word because I think it's overused, but if there was a perfect definition for gaslighting, it's this woman, Alyssa, who is on the show with her husband, Chris, where they met and she looks like the type that she wants some big beach body, blonde, dark haired, whatever guy. She wants a dude that looks like, she wants a dude that look like Chris, uh, what's his name? Chris Hemsworth. Y'all know what to do that I'm talking about. The Captain America type. She wanted to do to look like him. And Chris is this, you know, he's he, he, um stand-up dude, real estate, you know. He got some teeth issues. I know some people can't get past teeth, but he seems like he's a really nice guy. And she has just been fucking with him. She she's been gaslighting him. And, you know, she wants to be in the the marriage for the experiment and to be able to go on the vacations and to stay in this apartment that she doesn't have to pay for and really watching them interact and he's really trying to be in it with her and she's kind of really fucking with him it's hard to watch and I don't know if they were trying to curate this type of drama for us it's entertainment it's not entertainment it's 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 a bad watch like I don't like it and I'm hoping that in the next few episodes they're still very early on but you catch this on the first episode and I I promise you if you think I've spoiled anything nothing changes nothing changes and you can tell nothing's going to change from the first episode so I'm I'm not giving y'all too much but I think they need to cut that shit (laughs) immediately let that go let that whole go be single and uh, do what she honestly just wants to do and let her find a husband the traditional way because it's not working out this way. And I hate to see this guy, Chris, who's trying to verbalize everything and he's catching the fact that she isn't physically attracted to him and trying to catch all of this nonsense, but it's not working out in his favor. And he's just looking like, he's looking like played week after week. And I can't, I can't take that. I don't want that. And then we move over to Love is Blind, which we had an amazing first season of. That was the one on Netflix. And I think the audience, all of us, were so amazed at the outcome between Lauren and Cameron that we want more of that. And I just think that was a once in a lifetime type of situation between them because their chemistry was crazy. So the premise behind Love is Blind is you got men and women, they're both ready to get out of the single dating pool and they want to get married but they want to be with a partner who they vibe off mainly through conversing with each other and not seeing each other so the they get in these pod situations they never see each other for a span of like two weeks they talk to and do kind of like a speed dating situation and talk to people and who they vibe with. And then they find the person they vibe with or maybe multiple people they vibe with and they ask them deeper questions to try to find out how much they have in common and whether or not they want to go on this journey, which is the rest of the show, um, to eventually get married. So it's different and like married at first sight, it's kind of the same, but it's different. So in the pods, they pretty much get to know each other and all that stuff. And then eventually one proposes to the other. Once they propose, then they live life for a little bit and then eventually they get married. Whereas married at first sight, you're married first and then you figure it out and then you get divorced, which I like love is blind a lot more because damn, the commitment of like marrying somebody you don't know is really wild. While love is blind gives you a little 
grace period where you can get the fuck out <laughs> without, without having to get an annulment or a divorce, which is crazy. Um, so all of the characters on this season of Love is Blind are really irking me. Except for one, Ayana is a queen. I love you, babe. You deserve the best. But everybody else, on my nerves. On my nerves. And I want y'all to watch it. I think on the next e- the next episode of the podcast, I think I'll talk about it more in depth because it'll give y'all time to watch at least the first five episodes. And then they're dropping. I feel like they're dropping the next five episodes like this Friday. So I don't want to dig too deep into Love is Blind. Like, well, Married at First Sight has been on air for a little bit longer. Uh, I don't know about this season, y'all. It's really stressing me. It's irking me. I don't like it. And uh, y'all tell me how y'all feel in the comments of the social media that I post this on. How y'all feel about both of them shows. I just like trash reality TV. So I guess at this point, that's what I'm in it for. Um, Damn, what did Gloria want me to talk about? I probably need a full episode dedicated to Euphoria. I'm not certain I can give y'all a few minutes regarding my thoughts about that show. Um, All I can say in closing, Ms. Zendaya, (laughs) bitch, you is doing it. You is doing it. Like, I'm gonna dedicate the last few minutes of the show to just bigging up Zendaya. Zendaya is a Disney star. She's a singer, she's an actress. And now she's a crackhead baby on Euphoria and playing the fuck out of this character. Oh my gosh, the last two episodes alone have me in a chokehold. Like I need a spirituality check after dealing with Rue, who is the character she plays and all of her bullshit and fuck shit she is going she's going through it but the crazy thing is always thinking in the back of your head this is fucking Zendaya acting for her life and she is surrounded with such an amazing all-star cast like from the woman who plays her mother her sister Storm Reed um um Hunter Schaefer who plays who plays girl bring it back Jules (laughs) Nate Jacobs for being the villain that he, the, the the actor that plays Nate J- Jacobs, because I don't know if I, th- these are the scary things for certain certain actors to get in these roles where they play it just real too they just play it too good. I, I'm scared for him as an actor because I don't want him to get caught. He needs to immediately go and play in a romance or a comedy and something that he will be a likable character, or else he will be Ike Turner for the rest of his life. Just how I look at Lawrence French Fishburne. <laughs> sometimes like you bitch (laughs) how dare you do tina turner this way um but for real like i really hope for the actor who plays nate jacobs to find something fresh and light and whatever else that he plays after euphoria because he's doing the fuck out of nate jacobs and i love it and then we also have um we have Eric Sloan. Like, why don't I know his real name? I don't because I knew him as Eric Sloan, AKA Mr. McSteamy from Grey's Anatomy. And he's playing such a nuanced character on the show too. Like given he is bullshit too. He's an asshole too. He's a predator too. But uh, he found a way to make you feel sorry for him. And, and, and ooh, I hate when shows do that and make you feel some kind of sympathy about somebody who should 
or you may feel like they deserve none. But the good thing about Euphoria is that literally every character in the show has their moments where you either want to punch them in the face or you want to give them a hug. And 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 there are some horrible characters in this. Though you know what? Lori actually could go to hell. <laughs> Lori, bitch, you the only really person that I hate on the show. Like, cause this bitch, if y'all know who Lori is, Lori is the drug lord in the second season. I won't, like I said, I'm not gonna spoil that for y'all, but Lori's son, you know, she could die. She could die and I wouldn't feel no type of way, but she gotta go. Um, Who else do I wanna give like a little highlight to from Euphoria? Like I said, if you have not watched, I know it's a lot of hype and people are like, Oh my God, am I the only person? Yeah, bitch, you probably are. You are the only person that has not watched Euphoria. You probably are. But what are you getting out of this conversation? What do y'all get from that? Y'all need somebody to convince you to go watch it? Bitch, if you want to watch the show, just go watch it. Why are you asking people? You're intrigued. Sometimes you can tap into that temptation, babe. It's okay. No one's judging you. Why y'all be mad at people for liking shit? That's what it is. Just say that. I'm tired of y'all talking about euphoria. Please say that. Say that. And then, and then evaluate why you feel that way. Find your hobby, girl, boy, whatever the fuck. Oh. Anyways, I didn't mean to. <laughs> I didn't mean to tangent that, but for real. Cause like, yes, you are the only one that's watching, that's not watching euphoria. You probably are. You a small population of people that got, you know, streaming apps. You probably the only one. Somebody has seen it and you ain't seen it. So you probably the, maybe you are the only one. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but y'all, Euphoria is a good show. So maybe I am trying to convince y'all to watch it because I just think it's great. People have their feelings about whether or not they, let's, let's be real here. We're not in a fantasy world, but Euphoria is a fantasy world. Can we all put two and two together? The fact that we got grown ass actors playing teenagers. And then also with the understanding that we were once teenagers and that some of this context and, and the, the content of this show is not far-fetched, friends. Because I absolutely, I was just telling some of my girlfriends, like, I went to high school as a freshman and we went to one of those classes, the elective classes, where you can be in a class with another freshman or a senior. And I sat in between like a sophomore and a senior. And, and the dude next to me was a weed head, a piehead. I had never been exposed to that. Maybe he did some harder shit, I don't know, but he was talking specifically on that day, my first day of high school, about smoking weed. Then on the girl on my left, who went on to be like a good friend of mine for a little bit, um, was talking about how she had just slept with her boyfriend the night before. It could be, it could have been just put on, maybe it wouldn't, I believed her. Um, it's not far-fetched, friends. <laughs> Teenagers be doing some wild, crazy shit. And it's not the first time that we know this just because Euphoria popped out. But let's all be like grown and understand that 20-year-old actors are playing these characters depicting real-life events of shit that do be happening in teenage circles. Can we do that? Okay, I just want to make sure we're all on the same page. Some of y'all acting like y'all watching real teenagers have sex on TV. And that's stressing me. It's stressing me just a little bit. Why? Why would you think that way? <laughs> Anyways, y'all, I think that's about the end of the show. I had a little time to spare. Um, 
sending y'all good vibes, sending y'all good energy. I really hope you guys enjoyed the show. Until next time, I'll try to make a little time. I might be on time next week too. Mm, I might, I just might. You know what I'm saying? I really enjoyed having this time with y'all. So there's that, guys. <laughs>